Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise be to Allah, the Lord of the Worlds. Over 100 episodes, almost 40 different ethnic backgrounds, living in almost 30 different countries. In just two seasons, the Niqabi Diaries podcast has brought you the stories of Muslim women across the globe. Women united in sisterhood by their commitment to the Deen of Islam. Welcome to season three of the Naqabi Diaries podcast, where, inshallah, we will continue to bring you the stories of the women behind the veil. The Naqabi Diaries, our experiences, our perspectives, our voices. I'm your host, Samar, and thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of season three of the Naqabi Diaries. Alhamdulillah, we have with us Sister Rose with us. And I've spoken to Sister Rose previously, not so long ago, for the Polygyny Talks series. So, Sister, could you please introduce yourself to the listeners, those of us who haven't heard from you before, and tell us a little bit about what you do, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, my name, um, you can call me Rose. Uh, easier. I have Indonesian name, but probably it's easier with Rose. Um, I'm one of uh, Abu American's wife, uh, as you previously know from the from the podcast, the Polygyny podcast. And what I'm doing, uh, I'm like full-time housewife. <laughs> in Germany and then um, I do a little bit um, publishing like like publishing books I do have some journals and planners um, at Amazon uh, I do also like video edit things and all that stuff I actually managing my husband's channel oh mashallah <laughs> but after that uh, other than that just house and yeah I do his channel alhamdulillah mashallah so, so multi-talented mashallah yeah you mentioned that you yeah. um, are Indonesian. So could you tell us a little bit about your Islamic background, inshallah? Oh, my Islamic background. Um, in Indonesia, probably we like majority are Sunnah, mm -hmm. like the Sunni. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know is the difference in English term, um, in Indonesian term between between I mean between Indonesia and uh, outside Indonesia, but but we are following the Sunnah, mm -hmm. inshallah. And I believe um I believe I am um following the Salafis too, inshallah as best as I could. So um yeah, that's my background. Um. So yeah. was you was you raised in a quite a religious household? Would you say your parents practicing and everything? Yeah, yeah. My 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 parents is very religious. Um, I I was actually schools in um Islamic schools since I was like uh elementary. Mashallah. It's always Islamic schools. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, I I I wear hijab since I was. Since I was kids, I think <laughs> my mom forced me, but then it become a habit. And then after the habit, I I I I learned that yeah, okay, I just you know sometimes you have to force someone to do the good things, and mm -hmm. then it become habits, and then it becomes ah, so I know this is from Allah. This is so okay. Let me fix the intention then here. Yes. 
easy. I hope you understand what I mean. Yeah, yes, I understand. So, um, you, okay, so you mentioned that your mom forced you to wear the hijab. How old were you when you say that you was forced to wear it? Um, I think when I was in uh, like uh, seven graders, if, if we compare the educations, because uh, Indonesian have a different education system. So mm -hmm. it's basically when I was 10 years, 11 years, my mom already, um, my mom already go put your hijabs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. and then my school also, because my school is Islamic school, yes, they have like obligations on, on like hijab and wearing, um, uh, like long skirt and like just, just covering aura. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's an obligation then. on the school. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the uniform. Yeah, it is. Right, okay. Yeah, because it's, it's, I suppose that you could say that's similar to Western countries where they also have uniforms. And um, for some Muslim girls, unfortunately, yeah. some of the schools are so strict with their uniform policy, they don't <laughs> allow Muslim girls to wear hijab. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some schools, I don't know. Some I don't schools know. are okay whether they, they have wear a hijab as long as it matches, but some of them, they strictly don't let you wear hijab at all. So I, I just wanted to mention yeah. that because, you know, obviously you're saying mm -hmm. that, you know, your mum forced you to wear, and when you went to school, it was the uniform. So, you know, for yeah. some people who may be non Muslim and listening, they might think, oh, that's not nice. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they can say what they want, but. It's for them. <laughs> for yes. us, it's a different thing. Exactly. I'm okay. stick with the traditional. I'm, I'm stick with the traditional, like the way you raise your children to well behave, to to tune in into religion mm -hmm. from early as as possible. Yes. And then true. when you grow up, you can fix your intention. Yes. Just like that. Uh -huh. So um. So, okay, I, just, I still want to talk more about this issue of the hijab with you, okay, when you was around the age okay. of 10. So, you described it, that your mum forced you to wear it. So, was what kind of influences do you think you had, apart from your parents, that maybe made you feel uncomfortable with wearing the hijab? Or was it just something in yourself where you felt like, oh, I'm too young, or this is inconvenient? You know, what was it that made you, you know... Uh, it was for me because it was teenager, right? We have that teenager moments where, where um, like, uh, I like this guy. Am I am I look ugly with this hijab in front of him? You know that I have that in my head. Like yes. I have that in my mind. If I wear hijab, I wouldn't have any friends or or something like that. But then, but then. By the time I can see that they don't care if I wear hijab or not, you see, yeah. they just they play with me. They go hang out with me just because I'm probably fit with them in regards of relationship, like friendship. But they are they not really care about how I dress and stuff. So, okay, I put my hijab. So let 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 be my mom calm down a little bit. What age would yeah, you say you got to where you started embracing the hijab for yourself? Well, like when you came to the realization that, you know, you need to renew your intentions and you want to do it for the sake of Allah. What was your kind of progress? Oh, I think it's far after the university. Uh, because then after my mom forced me with the hijab and the proper clothes, I feel like when I take my hijab off or, or I'm showing a little bit of hair, I feel like, uh, I feel like awkward, like 
and uh, I feel like I'm I'm not comfortable with that. So it become a habit. It become a lifestyle. Even though in the background I don't know, not not that I don't know, but not because I want to do it for the sake of Allah, but it just makes me I put my hijab because uh because feeling awkward. But then after after I'm learning about religion, after I go through so many life problems, and you know, you know, I think we have to get tested so so we understand <laughs> what it means with the dean. Do you? I hope you understand what I mean. Don't get yes, me wrong. Yes, so when you get tested, yeah, when you get when you get tested. And then you go back to Allah and then you see, oh, this is good. This is really, this is what I need. So after the university time, after I go through so many, so many problems and uh, difficult, I just like, okay, okay, <laughs> let's just accept this and um, switch the intentions for the sake of Allah. So then I can also get a rewards of that. And then, yeah calm down and be humble a little bit yeah okay i think it's um over university yeah yeah alhamdulillah. So, so what what specifically would you say happened in university because obviously you know we know that indonesia is the largest populations of muslims in the world yeah, right? yeah. The country. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there are Very people who have other religions there as well there's still some christians and you know other different religions yeah. too mm -hmm. they might be the minority mm -hmm. but they still you know it's, it's very integrated society i think from the little and mm -hmm. out Indonesia. So when you was in university, uh, you know, could you mention maybe some of the challenges that you feel that you face, which help you to draw closer to your dean? Yeah, I was I was um, study in Christian university, biggest Christian university actually. So I went there, and they are all mostly uh, like a Chinese people. And um, they are mostly like 90% non-Muslim. No, probably that's too much. I can't, maybe 80 something because we have we have a little community, uh, a little like Muslims community in that university. So what I had, what what child, what I had, what what I experienced there in my university was like was like, you know, it's it's difficult to find somebody who is also Muslims, and then you go to to make your salah, my prayer, in that university, because we only have one small prayer room in that very big university, and then that's a little bit challenging to me because in between in between like uh, schedules from one class to another class is very tight. And then I have to go run to the to the that small prayer room, and then uh, I have to miss class because because a lot of stuff because I have to I have to like uh, yeah go back and forth from one area to to the prayer room because it's very far and then they make it difficult they even they even like okay we should move this prayer room to somewhere else because we need we need to use that room it's just so many complicated mm. it's, it's so many complicated because i think when you are in a majority muslim country you have a lot of place to prayer yes, to, yes. to make your salah and then and then this one particular 
organization like let's say like, this Christian university they don't they don't prepare for <laughs> for your for for your um obligation for your for making salah mm. because because it's easy to just go outside the building and find masjid but obviously it's very complicated if you do that so we have that small mini mini prayer room mm -hmm. and then yeah i also see that during the ramadan in that university that small prayer room is so packed up and and i was like oh this is the beauty this is the beauty of being muslim uh in a, in a let's say we are minority in that building right nice. in that university we are we are minority so so everybody just like uh okay <laughs> There's still a gap. There is still a like, okay, you are outsider here. Why are you doing in this building? Why are you doing in the school? Mm -hmm. And then, and then also teachers like like the like the teachers. They just like uh, like to challenge us in some in some ways. They just want to know how smart you are, how or how or how stupid you are, or how liberal you are. Because obviously there is some liberality. Yeah, they just like to challenge us. I don't know. I don't know why, <laughs> but they do that. So what was you studying at uni? I was actually uh, studying journalism. Okay. Okay, mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then. it is. Um, the fact that you put, like, mm -hmm. there's, so, there's so much that you, it seems that you've like, you know, there's so many different aspects to your, you know, life. Um, you know, even like, okay, so we're in Indonesia now, you're studying journalism in a mostly Christian mm -hmm. university, okay, and you face some challenges yeah. now, and then these challenges have led you to feel more, you know, attached to your deen, alhamdulillah, at least you didn't take you away from it, yes. which that could happen to many people yeah. in situation, so alhamdulillah for Allah's blessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what led you then to start wearing the niqab, when did that happen? I wear niqab like probably five years ago when okay. I get married to my to Abu American, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Yeah, uh, I I really want to wear niqab after after um after those university times. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that wear niqab and I how it feels to wear one. Uh, but 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 because of stigma, because of people looking at us like you're crazy. I just like oh maybe maybe not not now maybe uh maybe I can do it later maybe not now so I have that in my I want to wear one it seems a long time ago mm -hmm. then yeah then alhamdulillah I got married uh and then um I feel like okay I feel like he's um he's mashallah that guy <laughs> that I was like that I was looking for my whole life alhamdulillah <laughs> And then it's just like okay, so I want to be really, really exclusive only for him. Mm -hmm. So I want, I don't want to see, I don't want to nobody see me, mm -hmm. not even a single inches of my skin. So I like, I'm gonna put niqabs. Okay, maybe my intention is wrong, but then I have yeah. But but by the time I fix it, I'm I fix my intention for the sake of Allah. I want to put it to please my husband. Mm -hmm. So I become exclusive only for him. Mm -hmm. Nobody see me. Nobody knows me. Yeah, that's my that's what that's what bring me to uh, to a niqab to wear a niqab. 
Okay, alhamdulillah. And you live in Germany now, so would you say that... Yeah, I'm in Germany. Would you say that the, the, wearing the niqab has been an easy thing for you in Germany, or has there have been more, like, challenges, because obviously it's a non-Muslim country now? So far, it's easy, alhamdulillah. No challenge. Okay, there is a challenge here and there. People yelling at me. People yelling at me in German. I don't speak German. I don't understand what they're talking about when they're yelling at me. Okay. There is this guy. I was like, I, I do groceries a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then there is this man with his children, like I think maybe three years old son. And he was yelling at me. I know he's yelling because the tone is anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He speak like in anger in German. He speak German, blah, 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 man. I don't even understand German. Probably you should just calm down. <laughs> and he said, I know you speak German. No, I don't. Wow. <laughs> and then he just left. It, it happens many times, probably two or three times a year. Not much, but it happened. Okay, alhamdulillah. It so happened. have you ever felt like that your safety was like, you know, in question? No, I think I think the beauty in West is people think before they harm you physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think they have a degree of self, like um, like a sense of no, don't physically because there's law and whatever, mm-hmm. right? They 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 praise their law so much. I think. I think it's small chance for people to physically attack you, but I don't know. It's my experience. I don't know about other experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they have a good experience as well. But so far, Alhamdulillah, I have a, I haven't faced any um physically uh um, like harm or something like that. Alhamdulillah, may Allah continue to protect you. I mean, and your family. Uh, I mean, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. What's funny is, yeah. What funny is when I walk with my husband, you know, he's a black dude, a big dude, yeah, like 6.2 feet. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody ever yell at me. Well, of course not. But this is, this is the, the groceries I went to every day. But the, uh, probably the person maybe saw me with him. Really? He just, he just like leave me alone probably these people just leave me alone because i'm with somebody i think mm-hmm. i think that's why also we have to go with with a man with mm-hmm. with our mahram yeah it is what it is you know but it, i think it's it's nice as well just having that element like you're feeling protected as well isn't it when you're with your husband you know oh. you've got that spouse that fears allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know they yeah. have that kind of protective yeah. over you they 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 feel responsibility over you to take care of you make sure that no harm comes yeah. to you so it's it's just a nice yeah. feeling you know i know that this is something which every feminist would probably hate to hear but as a woman you feel good <laughs> like yeah there's i'm sorry that that's that's one of the most beautiful things about marriage like in my opinion you know that you've got somebody a man who who really who really thinks about your well-being your personal well-being and you know so it's like people people might say that all men are selfish but for me this kind of experience shows quite the opposite men aren't selfish they are naturally yeah, they're naturally, Allah's made them to be like protectors and providers for who? Not for themselves, for their families. So, you know, when you let them do that, then... Yeah, for the families, indeed. 
exactly when you let them do that then obviously you're the one that's going to reap the benefits so like it's it's I, yeah. I just like for me there's nothing to lose really isn't it <laughs> i think i think the feminist never has that experience that you have to face the danger on your own mm. I, I think they think the world is so peaceful they just you know just walk like that being so arrogant the feminist i don't understand probably life is world is i don't know for them it's so peaceful i don't understand the way they think i just don't get it yes. why they hate men so much it's, it's strange and as well I, I think that you know being a single parent like i, I mean i've been a single parent for many years you know previously alhamdulillah but you know and i was able to do everything by myself but it's just like well if you don't have to do everything by yourself then why should you do you know what i mean like there's an option to not do everything by yourself there's an option to have you know a partner yeah. that's going to be supportive and makes us out um, them as well having a masculine yes i like that you talked about the masculine frame and stuff like that because it's something you mentioned in the um, polygyny podcast and you know it's, it's a really important point actually that you was you know talking about that it is because once we enter the masculine frame it's difficult to go back to feminine it's very very like like put you in permanent button like there's a button that makes you like permanently masculine it is very stressful it is very dislikable it is very like you tend to fight everybody it's just not nice mm -hmm. i think it's not our place like it's not our natural like survival modes most of the times it's just it's just yeah it's not our nature i think is my humble opinion yeah. yeah no of course not i mean it doesn't make sense isn't it that's the that's one of the differences between um you know the male and female that's what allah says in the quran the male is not like the female so that's basically you know that's part of what it comes yeah. down to isn't it very much correct sister <laughs> so um would you describe the niqab as being a barrier and in, if so which sense what do you mean by barrier? I think for me, niqab is really protective mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know what, but I makes it makes me feel secure. Like I don't know, uh, mentally feels so secure. Yeah. If I open my niqab, if, if if I had to take off my niqab, sometimes I have to do it because I have to go visit the immigration mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yes. It just makes me feel so like exposed, and I don't mm. like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. Uh, so you like it's like a, a healthy type of barrier for you. Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. I always ask this question because obviously the, the word barrier can be interpreted in a variety of ways, and usually sisters, when they when you mention the word barrier, they um, interpret it as you know a barrier to stop them from doing you know jobs that they might ah. want to do or being able to you know have just being able to enjoy certain things in life that you know people yeah, assume probably, that probably, yeah, I, I understand. Um, oh, for me because I don't really like to go outside actually yeah. I don't really like to go like uh what what girls night mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um 
like let meet up with the girlfriend somewhere in the restaurant I don't it's not really my thing so uh, I don't have uh, much difficulty on that regard like I like being at home I like being I like being walking to the forest with my husband with the kids I like I like riding bicycle with everybody in the in the house like let's go ride bicycle to to another forest to a lake and yeah and then there's nobody here so I love it so yeah that thing that type of thing is not it's not very difficult for me mm-hmm. with or without makeup so for me, yeah so I'm for me you- it's not a really I'm glad that you mentioned the bike riding as well, actually, because sometimes people ask strange questions like that. I mean, for me, it's strange. You know, they say like, oh, you know, can a, can a woman ride a bike with a knee-up on? Can she, can she ride a motorcycle <laughs> with a knee-up on? Put it on. <laughs> I mean, it's not I'm something that's tying your feet together, is it? It's just a cover for oh, your face. Yeah. And if you think about yeah. the fact that riding a bicycle or even a motorbike usually people wear it with a helmet which that covers your face mm-hmm. or most of your head same thing it's the same thing it's a different match like this on it, you literally look like you any cub yeah. <laughs> this hijabi put the put the uh, put the mask and corona thing they put mask on and I was like, why don't you wear hijab? I wear hijab. I don't have my mask on. I'll wear a niqab in the bus, in the train. Nobody asked me about the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. They actually just leave me alone. They asked my, they, they asked my kids, wear your mask. But no, they don't ask me because I wear niqab. <laughs> so it's funny. Sometimes I feel like, are you fool or something? Come on, man. Is, is it COVID? Is it really a virus? My niqab is just thin layer of of fabric. It doesn't it doesn't stop virus. Well, Sophana, what, what does me... stop it? What does stop it? That's that's another um you know conundrum, isn't it? Subhanallah. Allah. Allah protect us. I mean, so um. Your experience in Germany, um, was you living in Germany prior to wearing the niqab as well? And so do you have experience um, with the hij- wearing the hijab in Germany and also wearing the niqab? Uh, I only wear niqab after I'm in Germany. Okay, okay. Because I was, what I wanted to ask uh, is yeah. if you feel there's a difference in treatment for sisters who wear the niqab compared to sisters who wear the um, hijab? Like, you know, from your personal experience, you feel that there's a difference in how people treat you? Uh, I think I think when 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 they saw you wear niqab, they have a different um, approaches towards you. Like like some people just oh you are like ninja. They just they just make jokes on you. But when you only wear hijab, they just like oh okay whatever mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but they have they have a different look when you are in the cab uh maybe in germany i don't know somewhere else probably london not because they have a lot of nikabi sisters in london yeah. but yeah but in german there i saw some people i saw some sisters but not much but i think they got used to i mean because I believe the Arabs they like to travel to Europe too and they wear niqab also mm-hmm. as well. I think I think it's not really um I think I don't know what it is but I think uh I think they just got used to it. 
Alhamdulillah. So have you managed to do any traveling with the niqab on, like since you started wearing yeah. it? No? Yeah, yeah. We, we traveled to like Switzerland okay. before the ban rules, whatever. We went to Switzerland. They're just looking at us like crazy. There is black dude and then there is the niqabi. This is mixed combinations mm -hmm. of weirdos we just like oh whatever man let's just go somewhere let's yeah we it, it doesn't restrict it, it doesn't restrict me from traveling mm -hmm. it doesn't restrict us from traveling because uh, alhamdulillah i mean in terms of protections i have i have a lot i have my husband mm -hmm. and i don't go travel without him so um i yeah yeah i think i think uh yeah I think I travel everywhere yeah, with my husband, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. So what was your yeah. experience like when you was in Switzerland? Same thing, just like in Germany. Everybody okay. just looking at you like crazy. Uh -huh. okay. But I think you're not allowed to wear niqab in um, French. No, no, yeah. it's banned in France. And, yeah. I, and I think and recently then, they're banning, the, they, 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 they're putting a ban in place in Switzerland now for the hijab is, as well, I think. Yeah. Mm. Literally, like cutting yeah. off the whole thing. I don't understand like in Switzerland that's what they're doing uh, yeah they're so scared of us subhanallah I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah the time is coming inshallah the time like we are in the end of the time so I think we just have to move from here maybe just it's just a sign that we have to get out from from this place before Allah destroyed everything right yeah subhanallah May Allah protect us. I mean, so um, yeah, sister, I mean, could you just tell us a little bit? You mentioned earlier on that you you do your um, you like make journals and things like that. Like, how did you get into doing those? Because I have a lot of extra time at home. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of um, yeah, I have a lot of extra time. And then my husband has another wife, and and if I don't feel that extra time, the shaitan will you know, uh, whisper in my ears, oh, was was, give me some bad thoughts and overthinking. So I have to, I have to do something that occupied my, my head, my mind. So, so I don't go to that negative thought, you know, because yes. we all have that. Yeah. yeah. So we, so I'm here just, uh, my times with something have benefits, mm -hmm. um, I'll probably make money too, mm -hmm. you know, get some pocket money for the kids. Everything is so expensive right now. So yeah, yeah I do I do actually everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good because I think uh, you mentioned an important point and something for any sister, even sisters who aren't in a polygynous marriage, for example. You know, there's some sisters they will complain that when they're at home that they're bored and it's boring and it's just like, well, yeah. if you're bored, it's because you haven't found something like to entertain yourself because there's so many yeah. things to do at home and I've never had the experience of being well, bored. Yeah, you know, like yeah, there's always so much to do. 24. Yeah, so many things to do. And like literally, yeah. literally, like when you when you start doing little projects for yourself, you find that you're like every second of your time, you're if you're not working on it physically, you're thinking about like what you could be doing and planning it out in your head and maybe then writing stuff down. So there's so much fun yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like Shaitan just whispering you very quick and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was fighting with my husband from the from from the phone like WhatsApp just because 
I got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yes, it happens. So yeah, I have to. I have to feel that little time with something. Yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And you've got the kids as well to keep yeah. you busy as well, I suppose. Yeah, kids is making me busy too. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Okay, so um, what advice would you give to sisters who really want to wear the niqab but they don't feel confident to wear it yet? Uh, if you don't feel confident, then it means you're thinking about other people. Just, just, just let it go. Don't think about other people's. Just make yourself comfy with that. Try it. Go one time. Go on some groceries with it. Feels like how it feels, you know. And then do it again tomorrow. Just do it again because people don't care actually. People don't care about what you dress, how you dress. No. Just do it for the sake of Allah, for the sake of your, yourself. Just do it. I do it first time. I do it for my husband. And then I fix my intentions so that I can get rewards too. So, yeah. Uh, just have to try it and just do it. Yeah. And um, have, have you ever met any sisters who've been forced into wearing the niqab? Forced? No. I never met somebody who forced wearing niqab. I don't think it's a thing. I mean, we are grown up. Who forced the grown up people at the end of the day, right? And what about um, like mm -hmm. sisters who want to wear the niqab, but somebody is stopping them? Like, for example, maybe their husband doesn't want them to wear it or some family members. have. Do you know any sisters like that? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know somebody. I all I know is the husband wants them to wear niqab, but they don't want it. That's what I know. Okay. Not the other way around. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Okay, mashallah, sister. So finally, um, what does the niqab mean to you? Niqab means is 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 a thing that keep me from being exposed. Well, how do you articulate that? It's a protection. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it it's difficult to explain, but it makes me unexposed. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu feekum, sister. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate yeah. you having this lovely opportunity to talk to you a second time. Alhamdulillah, I really enjoy our conversations, definitely, it's, you, mashallah, very dynamic character, alhamdulillah. Um, inshallah, we'll put um, some links to your books, um, your journals in the description okay. box, so if there's any yeah. sisters who are interested in, you know, purchasing some okay, journals, yeah. and inshallah, maybe they can give yours a look, and, you know, inshallah, they can get some. Inshallah, no problem. <laughs> a lot too for the conversations i'm not maybe i'm not the really religious person to talk about this but i hope i bring some benefits inshallah inshallah khair sister inshallah may allah accept from us amin assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh